In his second letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes these words, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and by his kingdom, preach the word. Be urgent, in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, and exhort. Be unfailing in patience and in teaching. This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo. Good day, it's Father Tom and Anthony. I'm glad to be with you today. And we're going to be preaching about the risen Lord and the power of the Holy Spirit. We're looking at Acts 2, 43. Awe came upon everyone because of the many wonders and signs that were being done by the apostles. Remember what Jesus said, that you would do the same things that I did and greater still. And this should be happening in every church. And you know what? It's not happening in every church. The signs and the wonders. It's not. You want to know why? Because we don't live by faith. We live by what's in the bank. And that's unfortunate. If you live by faith, you're going to have stuff in the bank. God says, seek first the kingdom of heaven, and all these things will be added unto you. And But that's, it takes faith to believe that. It takes faith to believe that. And one of the things that we do not have in many of the churches is that the Holy Spirit is the one we rely on. God is the one that we rely on, and Jesus is the one we rely on. And as a result of not relying upon God and the Spirit and Jesus, which is dying, it's like what happened in Luke 5. We've toiled all night and caught nothing. That can be said very often of the church. We've caught nothing, not because they haven't worked, it's because they haven't given the surrender to the Lord Jesus Christ. So let's surrender to him right now. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus I, surrender to you. I surrender to you. Be my Lord, Be my, Lord my, Savior. my Savior. Take care of everything, Take care of everything. Because, you are Lord. because you are Lord. Amen. All who, believed, all who believed were together and had all things in common. They would sell their possessions and goods and distribute the proceeds to all who had need. Day by day, as they were much time together in the temple, they broke bread at home, the Eucharist. They did the Eucharist at home. They're in the temple, so you can see they're still Jews. They're in the temple preaching. They get thrown out of the temple. That's why they started a new experience. Not because they didn't want to be in the temple. They got thrown out of the temple. I heard just yesterday that a forbidding book in Isaiah for Jews to read is the 53rd chapter of Isaiah. He was led to the slaughterhouse like a lamb before his shearers. He opened not his mouth. How sad. How sad. You want to know why? If people read the 53rd chapter of Isaiah, they'll see that it was Jesus who was crucified, who died, was buried, and rose from the dead.
you can't keep that away from people. I always tell Jewish people, read Isaiah 53 and see what God has to say to you. One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the hour of prayer. See, they're Jews. They're going at the hour of prayer at three o'clock in the afternoon. And a man lame from birth was being carried in. They carried in this man every day. And they set him in the beautiful gate. And what's he looking for? Money. Because he can't work. People would lay him daily at the gate of the temple called the beautiful gate so that he could ask for alms from those entering the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked them for alms. Peter looked intently at him, and so did John, and said, Look at us. And he fixed his attention on them, expecting to receive something from them. But Peter said, I have no silver or gold to give you, but what I have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, stand up and walk. This is going to create so much trouble for the apostles. This is going to create so much trouble for the apostles. And what happens with the man? He gets up and starts walking. Everybody knew him. He was by the beautiful gate, and he was there for years begging money because he couldn't work. Let's continue. Stand up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and raised him up. And immediately his feet and ankles were made strong. Jumping up, he stood and began to walk. And he entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. All the people saw him walk and praise God. And they recognized him as the one who used to sit and ask for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened. There's going to be trouble for the apostles. Everyone knows this man. Now he's walking. He's jumping. He's leaping. He's doing what he needs to do. He had been crippled from birth, and now, in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, he receives his miracle. Have you received your miracle in the name of Jesus of Nazareth? I tell you, God wants to do miracles. He says it again. I say you can do the same miracles I did, plus greater, greater still. Signs and wonders are there to make people wonder. We can argue about, you know, scripture and all this all day. But when the power of God falls on someone, there's no more arguing. When the love of God fills someone and the healing power of God descends upon a person and, and that you see them changed, healed, start to begin the resurrected life, that's the power of God. You know, preach the gospel and use words if necessary. Just last night at the glory night, 
when I walked in, a man, he came up to me and he told me he had a testimony. When he first started coming, he had very high blood pressure and I think it was pains in his back. And he went to the doctor this week and his blood pressure was completely normal. He was completely healed. The pain had went away. Two weeks ago, Father Tom got a word and he called up everyone who had diabetes. A man who had diabetes, who was up there, came up and he testified, he went to the doctor, and his diabetes level, or however you want to say it, were completely normal. So Father, there's many people with diabetes listening right now. We release the Holy Spirit right now, the divine life, the light of God, and the healing miracle power that you called us to walk in because we are your apostles too. release that on every listener. You know, it's when I received my miracle that I began to live the resurrected life and Jesus wants you to live the resurrected life. What did this man do? He got up and he started dancing and jumping and praising. His life became a witness to the goodness of God. Pretty soon everyone around him who weren't the Pharisees, they wanted what he had. And this is how we draw people to the Lord. You can only give what you have, and you can only want what you see. So when you see a Christian walking five as God wants you to, you draw people to Christ. You draw people to the Lord by the witness, by the witness of your life. By the goodness of your heart, you know, the Lord's been speaking to us a lot about light lately. And we know that God is all light in there, darkness in him. But when that revelatory light of Christ comes, when that light of heaven pours into a room and pours into you, which holds all the day of heaven, it starts to change the substance within you. It starts to conform all these areas of doubt and pain and darkness into light and healing and love. You know, God wants to transfigure you. He wants to transfigure you daily. You. You. If you're listening right now, God had you snap it on because he wants you transfigured. And I release that light of Christ in Jesus' name. You know, God gave the apostles authority by the name of Jesus. You have authority in the name of Jesus. And Jesus wants you to carry out his ministry on this earth. You have the authority by the name of Jesus to proclaim healing, to proclaim life, to release the Holy Spirit and the light of God upon everyone you come across. Lately at the glory meetings, you know, God's just showing me that, you know, all we're praying and me and Father Tom and I'm, I'm praying and we're seeing miracles, but all I'm doing is saying, come Holy Spirit. I'm not doing anything. So he's just, just telling, encouraging me to activate everyone so they go and lay hands on them. Because, you know, the light of Christ comes through impartation. So when Father Tom prayed for me, what he had in him was imparted to me. And as we lay hands on everyone in this meeting, the Holy Spirit's imparted to them. And now they contain the light of Christ in an enormous way. So they don't need me or Father or anyone praying. God wants them to go out. And God wants them to lay hands on the sick. 
or whoever God puts in front of their paths and say, come Holy Spirit, because it's not us who's doing anything. It's the Holy Spirit. And you know, when the Holy Spirit comes, the light of Christ, it's, it's blinding. So it either you're drawn into it and you're drawn into God's goodness or you're repelled from it like the Pharisees. And when you, when you come into this light and the goodness of God, it takes you to a place of surrender. And that place of surrender can be a scary place for people because they start losing all control. And it takes you right to the foot of the cross. But God wants your life to be laid down for him. When your life is laid down for Jesus, he will raise you up so you can stand tall for his kingdom. Hallelujah. All the people saw him walking and praising God, and they recognized him as the one who used to sit and ask for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. We need to have wonder and amazement in our churches because Jesus is present. We need to experience that wonder and amazement. We remember the lady a couple of weeks ago. She hobbled down to the front. We prayed with her, walked decently back. That's wonder and amazement. That's wonder and amazement. We saw it. God did it. God did it. And we saw it. And we can proclaim what the Holy Spirit did to this beautiful lady. While he clung to Peter and John, that's interesting. He clung to Peter and John. Why? Because he thinks the healing came from them. Yeah. He clung to Peter and John. And all the people ran together to them in the portico called Solomon's portico, utterly astonished. When Peter saw it, he addressed the people. You Israelites, why do you wonder at this? Or why do you stare at us as though by your own power, our own power or piety, we had made him walk? The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, the God of our ancestors has glorified his servant Jesus in whom you handed over and rejected in the presence of Pilate, though he had decided to release him. But you asked to have a murderer given to you, and you killed the author of life. They killed Jesus, the author of life, but he's not going to be very much dead for very long because he is the author of life. Do you know today that the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you? Do you know that the same Holy Spirit that walked into that tomb that day and changed Jesus Christ from a human body to a glorified body, do you know that that Holy Spirit dwells in you? That's real. That's real. That means we can do wonders and we can be amazed at what God is doing. Uh, last night I prayed with somebody. I don't remember what it was. Uh, I think it was their shoulder. And the Lord healed the shoulder. There's wonder and amazement. This is God doing these things. And he wants to do them in every church. But you've got to have the mustard seed of faith. 
You've got to throw the controls away that God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit, they are the ones that are president in our assemblies, not us. We just follow them. We do what they asked us to do. We tried to hear them and hear them the best way that we can. Most people just think they've got to make it work. And as a matter of fact, you can't make it work. You can't make it work. But you must rely on the Holy Spirit and watch what God can do through realization of the Holy Spirit. This is real. We're not talking ragtime. We're talking what we know and what we see. And I'm telling you, it's only the tip of the iceberg that we're talking about. We need to be hungry and thirsty for God so that he can do more in our midst. We need to do that and ask Jesus to do what he needs to do in our midst. It's interesting. People came to me yesterday, said, we used to come to Holy Rosary. But you see, why do they come back here? Because they heard on the radio there were wonders and amazement and miracles that were taking place. This is real. This is real. And Peter says, this didn't come from us. This came from the Lord. This came to the whole, from the Holy Spirit. The man clung to Peter and John. Why? Because he thinks they're the source. But they're not the source. They were the ones who prayed and spoke the word. In the name of Jesus, get up and walk. You know, I don't pray, Lord Jesus, heal the crippled. I don't pray that way anymore. I pray, in the name of Jesus, crippled, get up and walk. In the name of Jesus, be healed. In the name of Jesus, by the power of the cross, be healed. In the name of Jesus, by the power of the resurrection, be healed. You see, I don't pray that they would be healed. I quote the scripture. And I say, be healed in the name of Jesus. I remember a priest saying to me, who gives you that right to say that? I said, Jesus does. He says, well, I don't agree with you. What if they're not healed? Well, you know what? I don't do the healing anyway. I'm just doing the best I can. It's up to God to heal the people. He said, but that's giving false hope to people. Oh, no, not false hope. It's real hope that if that's not going to happen this time, it'll happen next time. This is what happens. People come up back a second time. They said, well, not much happened last week, but I'm here because I believe. And we pray with them in the name of Jesus, by the power of the blood, that their shoulders be healed, that their bodies be healed, that their stomachs be healed. That's one of the things that the Lord's been telling us. The Lord is healing problems in your stomach, and he wants you to say, I take it. Not I want it. I take this miracle. This is the miracle that you are doing for me, and I take it now. I take it because that's what you want me to do. You don't want me to say, well, you know, it might be for somebody else. Listen, when God speaks a word and it touches you, take it for yourself. Take it. That's faith. 
That's faith. And after you take it, then you've got to tell people about it. That's faith. This witnessing of what Jesus has done is so necessary. But people say, well, you know, I'm, I'm shy. I was watching the soccer game the other day, and they were cheering. I said, we don't cheer for Jesus like that. And he's the Lord. That soccer game filled the whole auditorium. Not one seat was left. And they were cheering. We don't cheer for Jesus. People say, oh, that's fanatical. I tell you, the soccer cheering is fanatical. I get nothing out of that other than my team wins. When, when Christ heals me, what a wonderful thing that is, that Jesus, out of his own way, decided to bring healing to my body or to my soul. We got to just, you need to understand that you are Peter. You know, you are John. You are in the Bible. God is speaking to you. You are the apostles of the Lord. You know, we're in union with the apostles. We're in union with all the Christians that gone before us. When we praise and worship, we're in union with all the saints. You know, your life is in union with Jesus and the Holy Spirit. That G Father Tom is speaking to you. That he just wants you to take a step out in faith. He tells me all the time, faith is spelled R-I-S-K. And he doesn't anoint the qualified. He qualifies the anointing. So as you just step out, the Lord's just looking for your surrender to just get out there. So today we just encourage you. We all know someone who's depressed, who needs healing in their body, their mind, their soul. We all do. Just go put your hands on them and say, Come Holy Spirit, in the name of Jesus, I command that you be healed. I command that you be healed. Last night I gave a testimony, you know. I had seen many people work in the prophetic and give words of knowledge, and I had never got them. But it was in Salem during Halloween. There was hundreds of thousand people coming in, going to Miss Fufu to the psychic, and... I felt the Holy Spirit wanted me to make a sign, free prophetic reading, and go cut people off before they went to the psychic office in the darkness. And I just asked Father Tom, what did he think? He said, do it. So I just made a sign that said, free prophetic reading, and I stood outside the psychic office, and people asked me, were you a psychic? You know, like I said yesterday, I didn't want to have to go to confession and lie to him and say no, so I just told him, well, let's just see what Jesus had to say. And, you know, I didn't know what I was going to say. I didn't know what I was going to do, but I know the God I serve. I know the nature of our God, that he's a good God. And he would never, ever, you know, as we trust in him, not anoint that trust. And as I step out in faith, never just love me back. So I just started praying. I said, Jesus, it's on you. But every person I prayed for, I began to get words and thoughts about their life. And I would just proclaim it in confidence and pray in the spirit. And every time, by the time I was done, because I'd have my eyes closed because I wouldn't even want to look. But i just trust in Jesus. They'd all be shaking under the power of God. Say, how do you know that about my life? And I would tell them, I don't know anything. Jesus told me 
this because he wants you to give his life to you. What you feel right now, you would feel with the Holy Spirit. That's the power of God on you. And everyone gave their life to the Lord. Because the reason signs and wonders are to make people wonder and to make people understand the goodness of God so they will be converted. So they will come into a deeper understanding with the Lord. And I just really want you to understand, you know, it has nothing to do with me. It's not because, like, I'm chosen or I'm special. It's just because I trusted the Lord. Because trust is the vessel through which all graces are given. And God has that same great anointing and that same marvelous life and the fun and the oneness with God for you. But you got to trust Him. You need to step out. The Lord has so much for you. And, you know, until we step out... And we just and we just trust in him. We never get to see. We never get to see. We never get to see these works. But God wants to display his power and his love and his wonder. He wants you to live the resurrected life. He wants you to know when you read the Bible, you are now Jesus's disciples. Those disciples, they did their works for the Lord. But now Jesus has you. He has you. He has you. And he wants to transfigure you. And he wants his hands to become your hands. And his words to become your words. And you know, these these words are bold for someone. And you know, some people like, oh, I'm not worthy. Like Father Tom says, none of us are worthy. I'm not worthy. But you know... It's false pride to not let God use us. So just true humility is doing what God commands us to do. Knowing that we are nothing and we know we are nothing, then we can receive everything. And what is the everything? It's to let Jesus continue his ministry and his life through you. Through you, through you, through you. We don't do these things just to let you know what happened on a Wednesday night. We do them that you would also do them. God bless you. This has been In Season and Out of Season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. A tape of this week's series of messages is available to you with a donation when you write to this new address, Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass. 02128. Please make a note of it. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners, so please help as the Lord leads you. That new address again is Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass. 02128. And be sure to listen again next time for In Season and Out of Season. Oh.